0: Good morning and welcome to PCC, where we are worshiping Jesus Christ, we're living out God's love, and we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but November is maybe my favorite month, right? October hits and you're like, oh man, and then November hits and it's beautiful, I don't know, it's a it's a month of gratitude, right? Because it, it ends in Thanksgiving. I got a couple announcements for us this morning. Um, Next week is going to be Pledge Sunday, which means we're going to pray over all your pledges, Um, and you can still pledge after Pledge Sunday if you're out of town. You're still loved and accepted, and this is just really important for our leadership team Um, to do planning. It's just it's a good idea to know what you have to plan with, you know. Um, So. If you haven't received this by mail, make sure you grab one on the way out and think about giving, being a part of the adventure by monetarily throwing some of your um, gifts, blessings, I don't know. What God gives to us, we pass on to this outpost And it cruises through here like a straw, to quote a really good friend of mine. Um, Also, after the service, potato bar is another reason to be in a good mood. Um, On the 15th, we have in here, surviving the holidays. I don't know about you, but that's kind of a real deal. So there's all these details on this handout. And then also, we had few five people join this particular outpost last Sunday. And here's just a little information about them. Um, make sure they continue to feel welcome and go through life with us, right? Uh, what else I need to do? I think everything else is in here. And next Sunday is blood pressure Sunday. Is that after the service? During the service, somebody's (laughs) Jason, you're looking a little stressed. Uh, (laughs) that's funny. Let's stand up and greet one another in the name of the Lord. Before I stand this up for the call to worship, I just want to make note a ninety-seven-year-old Buzz Costlin is in the building. It was his birthday on Thursday. And uh, thanks for coming to church today, Buzz. Let's, yeah? is on way, too. Okay, Lou Stead is going to be in the building re- soon. Praise, Yeah, everybody, let's give more claps than that. That's a, that's a really good thing. <laughs> Would you stand with me, and I'll call us to worship using the lectionary text today. Um, 107 Psalm, and I'll be reading from the King James Version. It says this, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for God is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.
1: so amazing Jesus Messiah Could ever sing, worthy of every praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, live for you, live for you, Jesus, the name above every He's the only one who could ever say. none beside There is none beside you Open up
2: One of the words used for sin in the Bible is the Greek word hamartia, which literally means to miss the mark, to err. That term is also used in archery, where you're going for the target and you miss, sometimes by just a little bit and sometimes by a lot. If every morning when we wake up we have the goal of being more like Jesus, then inevitably as our day goes on, in small ways or sometimes in large ways, we miss the mark. Inevitably by our actions or our inaction, we err. Together let us confess our transgressions against God and neighbor together. Eternal God, in every age you have raised up men and women to live and die in faith. We confess that we are indifferent to your will. You call us to proclaim your name, but we are silent. You call us to do what is just, but we remain idle. Allow us to live faithfully, but we are afraid. In your mercy, forgive us. Give us courage to follow in your way that joined with those from ages past who have served you with faith, hope, and love, we may inherit the kingdom you proclaimed in Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if we confess our sins, our God loves us so much that he is faithful and he is just, and he will not only forgive us our sins, but he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Standing on that promise, know that as children of God, we are forgiven. And today, we'll go forth in that knowledge and do the best that we can to sin no more, knowing that God's grace covers us. Thanks be to God. Will you please stand as we are continuing honoring the saints and join me in our affirmation of faith. In life and in death, we belong to God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we trust in the one triune God, the Holy One of Israel, whom alone we worship and serve. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that in life or in death, nothing can separate us from the love of God. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.
3: Seated. Scripture tells us, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And what a great consolation that is when we trust our loved ones into God's hands. Welcome to this time of remembrance, and a special welcome to family members that are here with us today. I will be naming our saints from this church and also others that we have done services for here. So I will start. Bill Frenzel.
4: Jeannie Sager. Jack Ross K. Deer Virginia Murphy Dean Dale Mary Hambly Lou Lindsay Betty Beanston, Bill and Betty Avery, and Joe Rodriguez. As we remember
3: these saints, will you join me in prayer? Eternal God, we remember with thanksgiving those who have loved and served you in your church on earth and who now rest from their labors, especially those most dear to us, whom we name before you and in our hearts. As they have comforted and upheld our souls, grant us grace to follow in their steps, and at last share with them in the inheritance of the saints in light. Keep us in fellowship with all your saints, and bring us at last to the joy of your heavenly kingdom. Amen. And now I invite you to stand, and we will sing for all the saints.
0: are studying joshua this morning it's a standalone sermon we just ended the series on song went to the lectionary and picked out an old testament text and then um, so that's why we're studying joshua but the the message that god has for us is very fitting very timely just a little bit of background before I read the text. Moses and the Exodus event has happened. Um, he led... Everybody seen the movie Prince of Egypt? Yes. That happened? Or the Moses one with uh, Charlton Heston? Yes. Okay, that's a generational divide right there. You guys still love each other, correct? Okay, good. Moses is still the biggest Jewish figure that ever was, you know. Um, and he's given the law. The people rebel, as we are prone to do. And God says, you are going to wander in the desert for 40 years. A whole generation is going to pass away. And then Moses hands the mantle Joshua. And Joshua is now the leader of God's people. And that sets the stage for our text this morning. It comes from Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to start in verse 7 and read to the end of the chapter, which is 17. The Lord said to Joshua, this day I I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel so that they may know that I will be with you as I was with Moses. You are the one who shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still. You shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua then said to the Israelites, Draw near and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that among you is the living God, who without fail will drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Berezites, the Parasites, the Gergesites, Gergeshites, Hivites, Berezites, um, I'm repeat, and Jebusites. There's seven. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is going to pass before you into the Jordan. So now select 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. When the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan flowing from above shall be cut off. They shall stand in a single heap When the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap Far off at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. While those who flowing toward the sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite Jericho, while all Israel was crossing over on dry ground. The priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan. Until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. Once again, I ask. May any words coming from me this morning be quickly forgotten. But may may any words coming from you. Flowing through me, penetrate the hardest of hearts, even my own, and changes forever. And all God's people said. Hmm, what a beautiful picture, right? A couple things I just want to draw from this text. First, Joshua is following in the footsteps of Moses. Big unspoken truth right there. God says it. He does it. Right? Another really uh, big unspoken truth. The people listen. The people listen to Joshua like they listen to Moses. Just an interesting tidbit, you know? Interesting little fact that's Kind of written in between the lines. And notice when, when Joshua is talking,
5: he's saying it's your God.
0: It's your God. It's our God. So, Moses, huge figure. Joshua. Eh. Lesser, but still following in the footsteps of Moses. Second thing I want to point out. When God moves and when God saves, it's going to look different. It's going to look different each time. One thing I failed to mention in my introduction Joshua is the Hebrew name, and the, its Greek equivalent is Yesu, Jesus.
5: Joshua means rescuer,
0: Joshua means Messiah. Just file that away. How does it look different? When Moses is crossing the Red Sea, what happens? Puts down the staff. It becomes dry. They walk across. When Joshua is crossing the Jordan, what happens? God says, no, don't put down the staff. That was Moses' thing. My thing with you and my people this time is i want them to to feel the water on their feet i want them to go to the edge of the water and put their feet in the water it doesn't separate until they've got a little skin in the game they got a little feet wet one commentator says this is probably where the idiom comes from you have to get your feet wet right
5: Why? I think it points to a creative God.
4: Another reason,
0: he wants to strengthen his relationship with the people, his people. He wants to see
5: their faith grow.
4: Next thing I want to
5: point out. It's going to look different, but it's also going to look the same. Amen?
0: Yes or no? What do you mean? I like that, Brian. Before, you ask, yeah, before I say amen, I want to know what you mean. When God shows up and saves you, does it always feel the same? is the same God behind
5: it. That's what the text
0: points to. It's going to look different. You've got to put your feet in the water this time, Joshua. But I'm still going to heap up the, the waters. Same exact word as the Exodus event. I'm going to heap up the waters. I'm going to make them stand up on themselves. I'm still going to have you cross over dry ground, not dry land. Same exact, same exact word in the Hebrew. It's intentional. It's also the same word when Moses goes to the burning bush. What happens when Moses is going to the burning bush? What's the first thing out of God's mouth? God's mouth, he says, take off your shoes for you are standing on holy ground. That word ground. It's the same in Genesis when he separates the water from the ground, it's the same in Genesis when he leans over and breathes into the ground. One of the commentators when talking about the burning bush, Moses takes off his shoes because it's holy ground, but there's another thing that happens when he takes off his shoes. He reconnects with where he's from. Some commentators say he's already gotten too big for his britches and he needs to take off his shoes. And remember, you are
5: a creation. Of God.
0: I similarly think they're putting their feet in the water as a reminder. You are your God's maker, you are your God's creation. Next thing God's going to take care of the obstacles. He's going to separate the waters. He's going to take care of the enemies. This isn't an exhaustive list of the people against the people of God at this time. They just list seven.
4: Are there factors against you?
5: Are there things that are causing you stress? that are in your way. That are
0: maybe taking you down. God says to you this morning through this text, I will take care of you. Some of you are saying, how many of these things has he got? It was a long text. Did you notice? But we're coming up on it. Oh, I already said that one. The dry ground one. Back down, it back to there. there it is. You held in there and you won. Um, I want to make note that this is both an individual text
5: and a text to us as PCC. A friend of mine asked,
0: Have you ever seen a church get really big, get really small, and then get really big again? And I thought about it for a second, and I said, hmm, I'm going to have to look into that. And this was two weeks ago, and I read this text, and I said, I called him up, and I said, yes, I have, in Joshua
5: chapter 3. This is us. This is us, congregation. This is us, family. We've had God move in this place in huge, huge ways. It's fitting. It's on All Saints Day.
0: Those faces are beautiful, right? What God did through those faces and through those people is absolutely astonishing. He's going to move through us and it's going to be different.
5: But it's also going to be the same.
0: What's the application? First, we learn a little about God. We're going to do a little theology. We're going to study the God behind this text. That's what doing theology means. What does this text teach us about God? This, this text teaches us about God He
5: loves to save the day. God loves rescuing you. God loves rescuing us. He loves showing up and showing forth His glory.
0: What else does it say? It calls us to have faith, it calls us to trust. And as we move towards this table what's that
5: table? What's
0: that table right there? It's the Exodus event transformed by our Messiah into our second Exodus event. If you don't know what I'm talking about listen to some of the older sermons about Easter especially. This is my Easter sermons. This is our God has us and has set us free, has set us free in the past and will set us free going forward and eventually we'll sit around this table with all the saints with Jesus at the head and he'll raise a glass and say, welcome to the kingdom triumphant. And he'll reign forever and ever. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, I just thank you again for loving to save me. For loving to save us. For being you. I pray that you would
5: teach us. Teach us
0: to, to have faith. Teach us to have faith by first reminding us of all the ways and all the times that you have saved us in the past, and we praise you for those. But teach us also by being
5: our power as we step into the waters, as we get our feet wet, following where
0: you and your word leads. And all God's people said. As we continue in worship, I'm going to call for the offering, but also before that, I'm going to remind you, next Sunday is Stewardship Sunday. And that is just a fancy way of saying, take this card and have a relationship with God. And ask Him. Ask Him how much Money you should be giving, how much of your time, talent, and yourself you should be giving to this local outpost. This is extremely helpful to the leadership around here because it helps us set the, set the course for 2024. That being said, as we continue in worship, we offer our tithes and our gifts and our offerings back to you, God. This morning's offerings are now received. Just saying, this table isn't mine. It's not Presbyterian. It's, it's God's table. It's the God. It's a, the table of grace. Hmm. It's the table of grace. Would you pray with me, God? I just thank you. Thank you for sending your Son.
5: Thank you for loving us as is,
4: but also thank you for loving us
5: enough to not keep us that way.
0: I pray that you would bind your church together around this table. I, I pray that you would heal
5: those who need to be healed this morning through this table.
4: I pray that you would meet those who need to be met through this table this morning.
0: We pray all this in the powerful name of our Messiah, Jesus the Christ, and all God's people said. Amen. And the night before he was betrayed, Jesus gathered around his the Passover table. And he said, I'm making a new covenant with my new people. This used to be the bread that was unleavened, and it symbolized having to get out of Egypt so fast you couldn't have to, you couldn't wait for the bread to rise. He says, "I'm I'm changing that. This now is an outward sign of an inward reality, an outward seal, or inward
5: seal of an outward truth." This, this, is no, this is my body, broken for you. For
0: you, brothers and sisters. So, would you please open up your pod? and This is the body of Christ, broken for you. Take, eat.
3: In the same way, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. With thanksgiving, we take this bread, and we take this wine, Gifts of the earth through which you bless us. And we offer ourselves in service. Gathered at your table, we join all your saints who have gone on before as we remember them. Take and drink. Pray with me. God of glory in this holy feast. You have made us one with Christ and with that great multitude of the faithful, those who hunger and thirst no more and worship night and day in your temple. Lead us in paths of righteousness and guide us to the springs of the water of life until we join the choir of the redeemed, singing, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Before I give the benediction, other things on. Trevor,
5: I'm
0: glad you're here. I just want to give you a heads up. After I do the benediction, we're going to sing the Lord's Prayer, and we do it a little different in this place. Right at the last verse, everybody stands up and holds hands and grabs hands across the aisle. So just heads up, Trev. And by the way, I'm glad you're in here, brother. Um, make sure you stick around after this. There's a potato bar. Make sure you read all your order of worship, your your bulletins. There's a lot of stuff happening, and God's in it all. But for now, since I'm not going to stand yet, put your hands out, please, like this, and receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Let it be so. Amen.
1: Amen.